The opinions expressed in this podcast do not reflect those of Olive Garden or its parent company, Darden Restaurants. From our never-ending first course to our tour of Italy, at Olive Garden, more is baked into everything we do. Because when you have more, you have more to share, more to bond over. And that's a pretty special thing. Hey everybody, it's The Rewind, presented by Olive Garden for the month of July 2023. I'm Paul, that's Nathan. Kind of here. Yep. Present, almost. Almost? Where half of you is here, the other half is where? Uh, in my mind somewhere. Okay. It does seem like things have slowly gotten back to normal for us, Nathan. Uh, no, no drama, no craziness on the agenda for today, I think, right? I wouldn't say that. I haven't got my pass to pass yet. Okay. Well, uh, pass the pass aside. Uh, I feel like uh, feel like it's nice and quiet around here, and let's hope it stays that way. I, a bit too much lately. You know what I'm saying? A bit too much. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yes, we will. All right, Nathan. Let's give the people what they want. Let's give them some news. Oh, oh, forgot about that. You forgot. Uh, you forgot about the news. Yeah, yeah, it's been uh, been so long since we've, uh, we've come together here. Has it? It's been a month. It's about the same amount of time that we always take apart. Much needed month. Much needed break from you. Why? Why, why are we breaking from me? What's what's to break from Nathan? Nothing. Nothing's to break from Nathan. I am unbreakable. Right. Right. Well, you were on strike last month. Might I remind you that was that was pretty stressful. Was I? Yeah, you might recall you were protesting in front of my house just about every other day. Oh, oh yeah, that 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 thing that I did. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of annoying. Kept me up all night. Didn't know you were so into Incubus. I don't really know what Incubus and protesting have to do with each other, but you played a lot of Incubus. There's an underlying uh, political affiliation there between the two. Just wanted to bring that to the forefront of my protest and make sure that you and the entire world understands where I was coming from. So. But Matchbox 20, I didn't understand. A lot of Matchbox 20. I had 20 Matchboxes and I had to sing about it. And then the Maroon 5 at the end, what happened there? Um, I was marooned on an island for five days one time. And I just had to tell you. I like how I'm telling you band names and you don't even understand that, I don't think. It's good. It's good. Good improv. Yeah. All right, Nathan, without further ado, give me the first story, please. <clears throat> From the... Uh, <laughs> nightpost.com. Uh huh. The claws are out, Paul. Okay. A showdown of catty neighbors is exploding to viral acclaim as an angry pet owner accuses the guy next door of being a cat pervert because his four legged friend regularly wanders into the man's yard. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> and virtual vultures getting a kick out of watching the men fight like cats and dogs. Footage of the fuss, which has fetched over 23 million views on Twitter, which is not a thing, was virally shared by at Detect Clips, uh, an account based in Brooklyn. Per the video, the two dudes are seen arguing over the cat, Mercury, while standing on opposite sides of the fence. The kitty's rightful keeper insists that his neighbor is coaxing the feline onto his property with felinous intent. You're unreasonable people. You're holding our cat, he yelled, demanding, go in your yard and say, Mercury, go home. Don't come in our yard anymore, while making shooing hand gestures. However, (laughs) when the paraded neighbor reminded the irate guy that cats can neither understand English 
nor comprehend hand signals, Yoner threatened to call the cops. <laughs> what I'm getting from this is that nothing happened in the month we were away, if this is your top story. Well, no, that's top, top, top story, but I'm just saying it's funny, uh-huh. and maybe I failed at leading out with this, but... I'll still give you an opportunity to, to top yourself here, so... All right. Got a whole bunch of stories here. What should I lead out with next? Let's talk about poop. Okay. From Bloomberg.com. The Great San Francisco Poop Crisis officially entered a new stage on July 13th when, in one of her first interviews following her swearing-in, Mayor London Breed observed, I will say there is more feces on the sidewalks than I've ever seen growing up here. But I poop from there. That memorable line was swiftly seized upon by right-leaning outlets like Breitbart? Breitbart, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Daily Caller, ostensibly to demonstrate the decadence and decay that was drowning the nation's most progressive big city in its own filth. The idea that America's urban spaces are literal shitholes has long been a theme in some conservative media. Witness other tales of fecal woe that went viral lately, like that of a 20 pound, 20 pounds, a 20 pound plastic bag full of human waste found on a San Francisco street corner. Here's a nice piece of shit. The issue of human feces on the sidewalks is no joke, and it's been at the forefront of local political discourse for months. What did you call this at the at the top of the story? It's like poop gate. What did you call it? Poo. Oh, oh, the Great San Francisco poop crisis. <laughs> yeah, had not heard of this until now. I, I don't know how much of a great crisis it is, considering I'd never heard of it. Have you heard of the Great San Francisco poop crisis until now? Well, uh, no. No, I never read my stories, right? So I'm only learning about this right now. That's, well, that's true. Yeah, that's actually shame on me for not um, exactly remembering that. Yeah. What's wrong with you, Paul? I, I just feel it should be renamed the localized San Francisco <laughs> poop crisis. I, I had not heard about it. I don't know if it's great yet. I was leading into something else, Paul. That's, I, I'm, I didn't even have, this is the first time I'm going to talk about something that I actually don't have a story about, but it links directly to this. Okay. There's an app. There's a poop app that was overwhelmed because- so many people had like added little GPS, uh, little, little things that you like record or, or claim, Hey, poops here. You take a picture and you put it into the app and the app just became overwhelmed because there's so much poop on the streets. Everyone kept reporting. Wait, wait, wait. What are you talking about now? There is a poop app. Did you just have a brain fart? No. Pun not intended. No, there's a poop app that people used in San Francisco here. They just they, they reported where poop was yes. and it got overwhelmed. And there's just so much because it's, it's a great San Francisco poop crisis. Well, it's the localized San Francisco poop crisis. But is this you reporting yourself or is this from another source? Just saw it one time. What's the name of the poop app? <laughs> I don't remember. Okay. I just know there's a poop app and it got overwhelmed. Uh, great. Thank you for that uh, weird aside that has no sourcing behind it and um, <laughs> even a name of the app. Very good. Yeah. Well-researched story. Thank you. I got a more upbeat story here, so this is cool. More upbeat than too much poop in a pooping app? More upbeat, yeah. And that San Francisco has a localized poop crisis? I I shouldn't have said that story, honestly. That was a little depressing. But you're going to take it back up now, right? You're going to lift us back up with this one. Yeah, because I feel this this show is kind of going down in the pooper, and I need to revive it. I need to flush the toilet. Got it. Let's flush. Okay. Here we yeah, go. that story down the down the toilet. Got it. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. From CBC.ca, a retail worker from Toronto who made the once-in-a-lifetime discovery of an ultra-rare game card 
has sold the precious possession to Austin Richard Post, better known as rapper and artist Post Malone. The One Ring, found in June, is a collectible one-of-a-kind card created for the tabletop fantasy game Magic the Gathering as part of a collection celebrating J.R.R. Tolkien's The Lord of the Rings series of novels. Because of the card's value, the person who found it originally chose to remain anonymous. But on Tuesday, Brooke Trafton revealed himself as the one who pulled the card to rule them all. He posted a video on Instagram of himself selling the card to the popular recording artist and noted fan of the game. Trafton told CBC Toronto he sold the card for $2.64 million. But after conducting interviews, he was still on his way to an eight-hour shift. That's that's crazy. That's awesome. Uh, fitting, because Post Malone looks like Golem. Yeah. So, nice that those two can be reunited with each other again. Yeah. Also, uh, 2.6 Canadian or American? Because if it's Canadian, it, really, he just got like 30 bucks for that card. Well, Paul, this is CBC.ca, so it'd be Canadian. So then he got $30 for that card, yeah. Yeah, well. Great for Post Malone. What a what a tremendous waste of money. Would uh, Okay, I, I know this for a fact that, that other... Um, other institutions, other establishments, other people had offered him more, but he wanted to sell it to Post Malone because he was a big fan of Post Malone. Um, would you have taken less money to meet someone like this, or would you have sold it to the highest bidder? Because I knew there was, a, there was a Spanish company, I think, that wanted it for more than what he got it for. This, this is an actual question I'm thinking right now to, to ask you. Yeah, it's dangerous when you think. I know. <laughs> What's the question? <laughs> Would I want to meet Post Malone? No. No, no, not Post Malone. I'm a fan of his earlier work. I like pre-Malone better. Okay, if you if you can meet one person in the whole world to give my Lord of the Rings card to. No, it doesn't okay. Sure. Let's just <laughs> Who would it be? Who am I giving my who is the one person I'd like to give my Lord of the Rings card to? Can I ask a follow-up question, dead or alive? <laughs> um, doesn't matter, actually. If there was a if there is a person, dead or alive, that you could meet, obviously, you wouldn't want to meet them if they're dead right now because that wouldn't work. But it, say you resurrected someone yeah. from the dead. Yes. If they were dead now. Yes. You can meet someone. To give them a Lord of the Rings card. Okay. Maybe they were into that stuff. Just, uh-huh. it, it doesn't matter what you had. Maybe you had like a stick of gum that was super popular or something. It was a lot no, of stick I don't of gum. Think, I, don't know if, I don't know if a lot of people would, would rise from the dead just for a stick of gum. Okay. I think if they're rising for the dead, it's for the one ring. Who would, who would you want to meet? Who's the number one person you'd ever want to meet? I'll, I'll be honest. I, I don't want to meet. I don't care to meet anybody. You're ruining my bit here. But I feel like I got to give you an answer because you've wasted <laughs> five minutes trying to set up this question. Ah, uh, dead or alive. Gotta give him a Lord of the Rings card. Remember, they're into that stuff. They're, they have to be into it. So it has to be a noted Lord of the Rings. Okay, you're failing. Let's go to the next story. I feel like if I got the card, I wouldn't even know it's special. Mm. You know, and it would just, much like the One Ring, it would just sit in a box for years. Jeez. I know that's not the answer you wanted. No, no, it's it's you've, you've completely taken my my question. You know what, Betty Davis, the actress. There you go. Okay, yeah. You know, no, hey, no, she's pretty cool. I'm sure, she played Magic the Gathering. I think she lived to her nineties. I think maybe she she lived to see Magic the Gathering be a thing, and yeah, yeah, she played it. Okay, well, uh, you know, show's not its best, and I think the only way to save it is a break from our friends at Olive Garden. Garden fresh salad, drizzled with our signature Italian dressing. 
or four homemade soups to choose from. Plus, fresh out of the oven breadsticks. Our famous never-ending first course is so good, you might just forget you still have more to look forward to. Enjoy never-ending super salad and breadsticks. On us before every meal. Only at Olive Garden. We're all family here. And we're back. Nathan, you gotta, you gotta come back with something good. You hear me? I don't have to. If I don't want to. You gotta. You gotta, okay? We can't, we can't let this show be a void of unfunny. You gotta, right now, I'm giving you the opportunity to right the ship, my friend. Uh, I gotta plug the holes first. Okay, well, let's start doing that with this next story. <sighs> CNN.com reports that, Paul, you wouldn't know if you tasted it, but Epic One Water Brew is a beer with a peculiar ingredient. It's made with water recycled from the showers, sinks, and washing machines of a residential building. (laughs) The beer is safe to drink thanks to a series of treatments that include microfiltration and ultraviolet light. I don't believe ultraviolet light is a real thing, by the way. It's like, oh, yeah, put your phone here. Ultraviolet light's going to like kill all the bacteria. It's just, it's freaking light. Is it because you can't see it? Is that why you don't believe it? No, you can see ultraviolet light. They had that. They had that in Gone in sixty seconds, where they had a a black light. Isn't black light ultraviolet light? Yeah, you might want to investigate that a little bit more, and I think you'll be surprised by the answers. Either way, it's meant to bring attention to the issue of water scarcity and reuse. Paul, okay, buildings globally, if you didn't know this, Paul, use fourteen percent of all potable water. Um, but uh, who said that was Aaron Tartakovsky? Uh, uh, CEO and co-founder of Epic Clean Tech, San Francisco-based water. Oh, San Francisco. Oh no! What? Well, there's a lot of poop there. I know. Yeah. Well, that that's connecting back. Oh. We know why it's dirty now. Yeah. See, didn't even know there was a connection here, but I'm making connections as I go. The localized poop crisis strikes again. <laughs> the great poop crisis. Localized. The great San Francisco poop crisis. Poop crisis. Uh, but it's a San Francisco-based water treatment company that made the beer in collaboration with an, a local brewery. Uh, almost no buildings reuse that water, and that's what we're trying to change. The beer is a Kolsch-style ale, a crisp, light-bodied drink originating from Germany, and was made with recycled gray water from 1550 for a 40-story luxury apartment building in San Francisco. But it's not for sale, as regulations prohibit the use of recycled wastewater in commercial beverages. Uh, at least for now. So, right. Would you buy that? Listen, Nathan, I don't know if this is that scandalous. Uh, we all know that the astronauts up there in space recycle their uh, urine and, and, and other body secretions. Uh, they convert it into clean water so that they can consume it up there. You know, it's not like they have a tap. Yeah. It's not like they have a sewer system in space that they're able to pull water from. So, I'm fine with it. If they do a. Listen, they're going to filter it. It's going to be clean. It's fine. Whatever. Who cares? This is nasty, though. I don't want to have these things in my mouth. If the world is going the way that I think it's going, you're going to want that recycled water. Yeah, it's going It's going only only down right now. Right. You're going to want that filtration system built into your tap. So maybe what I'm proposing is, you know, you should start getting ready for that. You know, buy a Brita, put your urine in there, just start out, you know, build a tolerance for it, build a taste for it, because that's going to be the future. That's your homework for the month. No, 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 no. But it's not, it's not meant 
to be it's not the same yeah, water. It's fine. The Brita will take care of everything. Ugh, I don't believe you. Uh, don't even look it up. The Brita is perfect. Just nope. Don't believe you. All right. Okay. This one's funny. This one's funny. Not for the person involved, but to me it was. I. You know what? I like the audience. I'm finally ready to laugh. <laughs> this lady had the worst luck. All right. From BBC.com. Texas woman was attacked by a hawk and a snake at the same time. <laughs> oh my God. After the bird, which eats snakes, accidentally dropped the wriggling serpent on her. <laughs> Peggy Jones, 64, was mowing her lawn last month when a passing hawk dropped a snake on her before swooping down to angrily try to reclaim its meal. The snake wrapped itself around her arm and began striking her face as the bird sunk its talons deep into her flesh. This is hilarious. Jesus. <laughs> Terrifying ordeal after with cuts and bruising a bruising to her arm and face. Our incident took place on the 25th of July in the town of uh, Silsby, Texas, near the Louisiana border. Not San Francisco, by the way, Paul. Um, it began after a snake suddenly fell out of the sky and landed on her. Uh, before she could remove it, the hawk attack began. <laughs> God. As I was trying to sling my arm and sling the snake off, the snake wrapped around my arm, she told CBS News. The snake was striking my face. It struck my glasses a couple of times. I was slinging and slinging. He was striking and striking. He just kept hanging on. Uh, she realized it must have been dropped by a passing bird since she was not standing under trees when it happened. Her assumption was quickly confirmed. The hawk swooped down and joined in the melee. Uh, be hilarious to watch this happen, though. Um, then the hawk appeared just as fast as the snake appeared, Mrs. Jones said. Uh, eventually, the snake was pulled from her arm, leaving her a startled husband to drive her to the hospital, which was not the funny part of the story. Well, Nathan, on that note, I think it's time to, you know, next time, start with that. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just ending on a good note. Well, yeah, I'm glad you're ending on a good note because so far, boy, <laughs> what a dog of a show otherwise. Start with that one next time and then maybe <laughs> the audience will actually stay tuned. Look. If you're a listener and you're still with us. Very few are still with us. <laughs> Probably no one. All right, Nathan. Thank you very much. Uh, listen, they can't all be winners, you know, and uh, we got next month to to make it up to the audience. You know what I'm saying? Sure. All right. Well, if uh, if you want to recommend this podcast to a friend and really you're recommending. You probably won't. <laughs> future episodes or previous episodes. This one you might you might just say, hey, that was an anomaly. They're usually better than that. Um, do so by finding us on Apple uh, Podcasts. We're also on Amazon Podcasts and uh, Google Podcasts. Of course, you can find us on uh, X, <laughs> the, new, the new old platform from Elon Musk at I Love the Rewind. And hey, we're also on Threads. Threads. At I Love the Rewind. We're on the Threads. And you can find us on Mastodon, the Rewind at Mastodon.social. We're, we're everywhere. And yeah, that's it. So Nathan, thank you very much for your uh, insightful look at the San Francisco something or other. And um, I didn't do anything. And half a dozen other stories I've cut out that the audience does not know <laughs> about. The audience, they don't, they don't understand just how much grief we go. How much work I put into putting the show together. Yeah, yeah I, know, no, I know. I know. I was going to get to that too. I know you do a lot of work. By the way, can you just quickly, uh, while the music's running, can you just quickly give us all the headlines that I made you cut out? Britney Spears hit herself in the face. Willie Mammoths are coming back. 
and something else I don't remember. There's a vampire one that uh, you didn't realize was from 2019. Yeah, it, It's from Mexico, but I learned it was from New Mexico instead. Yeah, and it also took place in 2019. All right, thank you, everyone. Bye.